Guilty, the only guilty pleasure podcast with air quotes in the title. I'm your host, Joe Ketchum, and I'm joined today once again by Andrew Kropel. Have you ever been the manager of a Major League Baseball team, Joe? I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I was the manager of a baseball team, I wouldn't need to work ever again. But but I, I realize that the average person, it's it's rarer. Oh, by the way, hello. Hi, how are you doing, Andrew? Just a random thought that I had in my head. I'm doing well considering (laughs) (laughs) anything you want to get off your chest while we're while we're recording or you're you're pretty good (laughs) hug your parents hug your grandparents family is weird i thought you were gonna say Um, family is precious i'm like i'm not sure that's true from your point of view (laughs) no, no it's it's good everything's good everything's fine had some grandparents scares everyone's okay still kicking uh, yep Otherwise, this podcast would have been done about two weeks ago. <laughs> when I actually watched the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to go through my notes and be like, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> what movie oh, were we talking God. about, Andrew? We are talking about Little Big League. Okay, that 1994. was... A, that was going to be my guess at the title, but I honestly could not remember the title. I was like, Big Major League? Little Major no. League? What is it? Little Big League. <laughs> Big Little League? It's, little Giants? It's one of my favorite child sports movies. The Big Twin and the Little Twin? For her twins only? <laughs> Octa Twins? Oh, God. <laughs> Reminds me of Octa Mom. Remember that blight on society that we were obsessed about in 2006? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. We're, I wonder how she and her children are doing. I feel like there was a magazine article about her and her now, like, teenager kids or 10-year-old kids or whatever it was. I was like, oh, neat. I don't care about any of this. Just like I never cared about any of it. But exactly. I'm still but I'm still talking about it. And that's Octomom's greatest triumph ever, that someone out there is still talking about her. But no, we're talking about Little Big League. Yes, my favorite. A lot of people, when they talk about childhood or child baseball movies... They and- go to good ones. They go, uh, <laughs> like Angels in the Outfield or Rookie of the Year. They go to the dumb ones. I'm out. I. What are the other big, well, like, except childhood? Except for the Sandlot. The Sandlot, Sandlot is a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. Sandlot's a but, classic. But childhood major league movies. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of this movie. You never have? I thought maybe, like, it's the title sounded a little bit familiar when you brought it up. I was like, well, I must have seen that at some point, but I'm not, I don't really remember what it's about or what it is. And I watched it and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've never seen this or heard of it. <laughs> it's, I think, a little bit more obscure than I realized. What's the, the studio that made this? Because it's weird to me that it's like, it's not profane, but it has profanity. And yet it's, yeah. it strikes me as like a Disney movie. It, in every um, other way i don't remember and i'm looking i'm i have my imdb page up and i can't find it right now okay i just I, it struck me as odd that because i assumed from the beginning that this was a disney movie that i just never heard of and no it's like you know we got grandpa 
talking about how he pisses on Jed Clampett. He's so rich. You have porn. You have porn. Yes. Night. Night. What is it? Night school nurses night, too. No, it's night nurses from Jersey. Night nurses from Jersey. Yes, it's very important that they're from <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> Our bridge it's... and tunnel uh, night nurses. Yeah, this is like the rough edges kind of a callback to the 1980s sort of where yeah. the kids movies had like swearing and kids talking like kids but it's know, not like bad news up. bears it's not like that level it's like it's clearly no. a kids movie it's clearly meant to be watched mm-hmm. by kids that's the thing i don't know who the audience is it's, it seems like it's meant to be watched by kids except it's got porn and uh profanity in it and uh, so uh-huh. it's like is it meant to be watched by like 14 year olds I, well, specifically, <laughs> I would say this is probably a good young, like sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. Sort of thing. So like not quite teenagers or preteens, but still old enough to know what some of these things are. Plus, I think it's a, it, it's a family movie. It's definitely a family movie. Yeah. Right? But parental guidance is required. If only to explain who Jed Clampett is. Like, who is the audience for this? <laughs> Why are there Jed Clampett jokes what, in our movie? What, are you telling me that not every 11-year-old talks about Gilligan's Island? And Jed Clampett <laughs> in 1994 or whatever you said? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It's like, I was 13 in 94 or, t- you know, 10. God, I can't even do basic math now. It's been a long day. Um, I was yeah. 10 in 94, 9 or 10, and, you know, I was aware of Gilligan's Island and probably the Clampets, maybe, mm-hmm. by then, probably, well, but you, I don't know. You would have known them as the Beverly Hillbillies, probably yeah, not yeah, as yeah. the Clampets. I, I think I, if you said the Clampets, I would have known who you were talking about, even though I never watched a lot of Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. I think I was maybe, at that time, mostly familiar with... Although I'm not sure I've actually seen it, the movie that they did of the Beverly Hillbillies. That's one of those that I really I watched that movie a lot as a kid. The Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, I I remember having like a star-studded cast, but I can't remember. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. It seems like one of those movies that should be done by How Did This Get Made? Yeah, probably. And when they do, I will see it. I I started mm-hmm. a How Did This Get Made movie today, and it is fucking boring. Ooh. <laughs> it's the Snowman. It's so bad so far, and it's like, you can smell all these twists coming, and I was like, I don't care what happens at all. (laughs) Nothing matters. (laughs) So I don't know what the twists are, but I don't care. I did think they raised a good point about why Mr. Howell is on the USS Minnow in the first place. Uh Uh-huh. I was like, if he's that rich, why is he taking this, like, nickel and dime three-hour tour of nothing? Mm -hmm. Of just, like, the open sea. (laughs) Exactly. I like I was like I never thought about that. That's a really good point. Why is why are the howls even there? And why aren't they also like hauling around chests of their own money? Like don't they have money on the island? I really don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen Gilligan's Island. Uh, maybe they just have like possessions. Maybe they just have a couple of trunks of like luggage. Although why would you take that on a 3-hour tour? Not, nothing adds up about Gilligan's Island anymore. Like this movie shattered Gilligan's Island. Would you believe the writer of, or the director of this, actually was a producer on Seinfeld. I mean, it producers has... producers don't do much, so yeah, that's not hard for me to believe. 
it reminded me of clerks at points with how they were talking. They just weren't talking at like the right generation oh, I level. I see what you're saying. It's like it has that feel of like banter. Mm-hmm. It has a Seinfeld like banter where they're talking about nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I and you know Seinfeld probably shouldn't work because yeah, it's about nothing and it's about banter and just characters interacting. But it does. It's genius. It works. I don't know why I can't explain it, but it does. Banter and pretty much anything else doesn't work. It's except just, this movie. Except I guess yeah. I, this raises a good point about Mr. Howell, and maybe there's some other conversations that I'm forgetting, That, but a lot of it felt like it was just thrown in <laughs> to fill space, and I can't remember mm-hmm. what they even talk about. That's like a very small percentage of this movie. Yeah. This banter. Yeah, yeah. What's We should get into the premise of the film, probably. What's the character's name? Like, Billy? Yep, Billy Haywood. So when Billy Haywood's grandfather dies... And uh-huh. he's the owner of the Minnesota Twins baseball team. He leaves the team to Billy, his grandson. Yep. And he's like, it's po- you know, it's possible you might not be very old yet. So, you know, people can run the company for you. And when you come of age, like, you're, the team is yours. And that's not too unusual. Like, that sort of stuff happens. Like, sports teams stays within families a lot of times. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was strange, but, you know, not outside the realm of possibility. And then the movie gets really nuts. <laughs> because Billy Haywood um, tries to, you know, run the team, and he tries to, like, run the organization, and he butts heads with the... Uh, um, manager. The manager, the the coach of the team, I would call it, but it's it's called a manager in baseball for some reason. Because there are different coaches for different things. And the manager's like the the head coach. Yeah, I mean football has different coaches for different things, and they still they still call the head coach the coach. Well, it's classier than football. Okay, well it is that it is classier. Mm-hmm. So the manager. After a couple of run-ins with this kid trying to tell him how to manage his team, quits or is fired. It's no, really... he gets fired. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. they're Because like, he's like, you can't tell me what to do, and who do you think you are? And he's like, well, you're fired. So there's a scene of him uh, angrily storming off. And then Billy appoints himself the manager uh-huh. of the Minnesota Twins. And that's when the movie just goes completely off the rails, bonkers, insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. It's but, it's such like a it's such a fourteen year old wet dream for sure. Yeah, but yet it's the most realistic of the major league baseball scenarios involving children. That, what was the what like, was the uh, oh well I mean Angels in the well, Outfield is Angels so yeah there's that and it's, it's super rookie natural. Of the year. Rookie of the year, he's got a tight tendon that lets him throw baseballs really fast. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, I guess on a technicality, it's the most realistic of the the teenage baseball movies. But for some reason, this one threw me for a loop way more than those other premises do. (laughs) Well, because it kind of takes itself really seriously at the beginning. This grandfather-grandson relationship. And, oh, he, you know, the grandfather dies... And he leaves the grandson, the he leaves Billy, the twins, and how is that all going to work out? And then it goes bonkers. I mean, it, it's really just that his friends, like, talk him into it. it it's really this. It's okay. that it's that he's he's actually really good at being the manager of the Minnesota Twins. Like, he's a 12-year-old kid, or whatever he is supposed to be, uh-huh. 14. No, um, 12. He's got to be a little bit older because he's interested in porn. 
Like, I, yeah. don't know, I don't know if he's masturbating. I don't know if he's there yet, but I didn't have any interest in looking at a naked woman until seventh grade algebra. Seventh grade algebra. You I, had I, it pinpointed? I, I don't know the exact date, but I remember the moment distinctly when all of a sudden I wanted to look at a naked woman. It just it was like a switch turning on. That is weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's unusual, but that's what it was like for me. And I, you know, so seventh grade, I was sitting there. I, I can't do any learning. math. No, I can't do any math. I, how old was I in seventh grade? <laughs> uh, seven. Was, you oh. were probably 12. Was I only 13. 12? 13? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, then maybe it is believable if he's that young. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he's just a really good manager. Yeah, because well, he's he plays for his like little league baseball team, and yeah. like the he's he's so f- intimately familiar with baseball and the rules of baseball that the the umpire and the referees at his little league games and the coaches turn to him to be like, can uh, can they do that? Is that a legal move? And he's like, <laughs> well, it's it's frowned upon, but yeah, this the guy and this guy and this guy in 1944 oh. did it a couple of times. So he has like this well, encyclopedic knowledge of baseball. The opening scene is a little league game where the what happens is all three runners end up on third base. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone is like, uh, "What do we do?" The Billy's when even manager, I know the answer. You you knew the answer. Yeah. Lead runner gets the bag. The lead runner gets the bag. Why would the lead runner get the bag? If because they're, they're the on, one in charge. The lead runner is. Yep. Okay, so if they don't yeah. go, the person behind them can't go. Or exactly. shouldn't Or shouldn't go. Actually, they can't even pass on the base path. Well, that I figured. So, like, there are times when you have guys running right behind each other. They have to make sure that they don't even accidentally cross before they touch the bags. It's So the lead runner is always the one in charge. But I love how the one manager is like, they're all safe. Yeah, (laughs) they're on the bag, they're all safe. Like, I knew mm -hmm. that wasn't true, and they probably should have all known that that wasn't true. And then the cameo by, well, I'm not sure if it's considered a cameo, but um, by Jeff Garland. Yes, that's who it was. I was trying to remember who played the other other coach. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was somebody, it was a name, at least a name today. It wasn't a name in 1994. There were a lot of names in here. Yeah, um, we we talked about the baseball manager. That's Dennis Farina from mm-hmm. Reindeer Games. Yep. Rest rest in peace, Dennis Farina. He died a few years ago. Who else? Jason uh, Roberts, the grandfather. Yeah, I don't know anyone by name. There's the the kind of maverick pitcher who likes to throw water bo- water balloons out of his oh, hotel uh, room. Jonathan Silverman. Yeah, he's from Weekend at Bernie's. And had mm-hmm. and one episode of Friends and Caddyshack, maybe. He had his own show at one point. I know that. Like a sitcom. Yeah. I don't remember that. So it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Exactly. Uh, uh, the the adult male lead is uh, Timothy Busfield. Busfield, yes, from The West mm-hmm. Wing. Just a just a few years before The West Wing started. But a few years after, he was like a child actor on something or other. I always think of him as either Lou Collins from this movie or the bodyguard from First Kid. I don't remember First Kid well enough. Uh, it looks was, like we're doing another movie. That wasn't the Sinbad one? Yes, that is the Sinbad one. Okay. 
Isn't Simbad the bodyguard in the first kid? <laughs> well, you're just gonna have to watch it now. All right, fair enough. Then we'll then I'll... we'll do Sinbad's Shazam. Exactly. <laughs> On the list of shame, because yes, yes. nobody's ever seen. Nobody's Sinbad's ever Shazam. seen it. I got some weird. No- oh, at the beginning of the movie, the grandfather walks the grandson home, and. The grandfather and the mother, his daughter-in-law, have an exchange like, yeah, no, that, that picture there, that player is really, thinks you're really cute and you should, you know, my son's not getting any debtor and you should probably move on and get some. <laughs> you should probably get laid. And like, he doesn't say it in those terms, but he's very like it, uh-huh. pushy with her to date and hook up and. <laughs> with Lou, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the, with Lou. I was like, God uh, damn it! Why is he pimping it? Why did, why does he want his player to get laid so bad that he's yeah, gonna pimp think, out his own daughter-in-law? I think he says uh, it would be good for Billy to have someone, a father figure at home, and I'm sure you could think of something to do with him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> it was very suggestive, whatever he said. Oh that, yeah, that it was it was a sexual implication. I was like, I'm sure you guys could have some fun if you know what i mean i'm sure you could put his penis in your vagina if you know what i'm talking about exactly it was it was almost it was borderline explicit <laughs> family movie family movie yes <laughs> i piss on jed clampett <laughs> so uh like i guess for me when i watched it again because it'd been like a good probably five six years seven years maybe since i've seen little big league before watching it for this i was like oh no is joe going to like this because it gets really nerdy with its baseball trivia i I thought some of it was interesting like the uh, the first african-american major league player which i think everyone kind of assumes was uh jackie robinson yeah but it wasn't it was willie uh, mays is that what no. I wrote down? Is that why I wrote down Willie Mays? <laughs> no, Willie Willie Mays was the guy on deck after the Dodgers won the pennant. pennant right, the famous uh-huh. Dodgers win the mm-hmm. pennant. Yeah, yeah. As half the audience is now asleep, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm glad they didn't overdo it. I was mm-hmm. like, usually when the when the trivia kicks in, it's for a purpose in the movie, like to demonstrate the relationship between billy and his grandfather or when billy's coaching and he wants to use this he wants to exploit this archaic rule that no one ever uses anymore that he uh he assures everyone is legal and no one questions really he doesn't have to defend that once once they do it no one like Mm -hmm. calls him back or calls him out or anything like that it's like no that's legal you can do that yep every every trick play they use is actually legal in this movie did they do another trick play besides that one uh well there's the guy who got walked to first base and he stole second. Yeah, that's, that's the one I was talking about. Oh, there's, there's... the one where like he faked a. a I figured this yep. was legal. He like faked a pitch to first, um, uh-huh. and then actually tossed to like second or something. Because a lot of people think that's a balk, which is okay. Uh, basically, it's the pitcher can't do anything to deceive the base runner. Well, then it does mm-hmm. seem illegal. Why is it legal? Uh, because his feet were off the rubber, so at that point he was a fielder, not the pitcher. That's um, that's some uh, conniving shit right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's duplicitous. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> oh, I was gonna. Okay, so before we started recording, 
Andrew was talking about the appropriate age to get power of attorney over your parents. Yes. At what age, Andrew, should you make a video will in the case of your death? Probably about two weeks before you're going to die. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's that's a thin needle to thread. Yes. Whatever you do, make sure you tape over a basketball game, though. No, you. the basketball game was taped over the video, Will. No, I thought it was the other way around. No, no, but that's why, it, that's why the Will didn't start at the beginning of the tape. Like, yeah, he taped over part of it with the basketball game. Oh, but I. that's a funny scene. And it's never bothered me in another movie, but it made me really question, like, is this common? Do people make video Wills ever? I don't think so. I've never heard of anyone doing it in the real world, but I kind of want to now. Oh, we can make YouTube Wills. if you're watching this i will have been dead at some point when youtube may not exist anymore (laughs) he was very blunt about it too and he's like if you're watching this i must be dead sorry it happens i'm old Uh you can only piss on jed clampett for so many years before you drop dead of lack of piss exactly (laughs) oh by the way you're the only thing i'm going to mention in this will is that you're going to be the owner of the minnesota twins yeah he doesn't he doesn't give anything to anyone else mm-hmm. it's just my my only possession is the minnesota twins and i give that to billy fuck his mother fuck any relatives they may have <laughs> fuck everybody <laughs> well the weird thing is is like there were other parts to the will they said but this is the only part that he videotaped oh okay that makes mm-hmm. more sense except it makes less sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like why would you go to the trouble of videotaping of a tiny fraction of your will it makes no sense whatsoever Mm -hmm. but this film is crazy now that i've watched it that i'm now that i'm older and i've watched it this film is nuts yeah it's completely nuts one thing i i found really funny though and I don't think I wrote down anything specific, but the uh, the commentators have all these extremely random facts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that really made me laugh. Because it's, uh. it's such a a jab at real life commentators that for some reason, reason have this information. Like, it's not too far off first base for the things they come up with. Like, this yeah. is the, the 12th game in a row where a, right I, pit, where a right-handed pitcher, you know, I, I, like, they get super I, specific. I wrote one down. Okay. Uh, last year, he was sixth in the AL at hitting right-handers he was facing for the first time after the seventh <laughs> inning at home. <laughs> like, there's no then, way anyone's tracking that. <laughs> no, there's another one uh, about the, uh, being above the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I hear uh, color commentators, you know, struggling to find interesting facts i always think of this movie (laughs) (laughs) after the video after the video will the woman who shows him the video says Mm -hmm. your grandfather gave you the twins like yeah lady we just watched the video too we're in the (laughs) present as well (laughs) and then she's like what a useless line very nice (laughs) that's very nice here's a question for you I've been okay. I've been teaching literary analysis all year in my new job, and I can't help but ask questions like this. Mm-hmm. Why is it the Minnesota Twins instead of any other baseball team? Probably because they were the only team. They were no, a team no, no, that... no, 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 no. 
What's the what's the the thematic reason? It has to be the Minnesota Twins. Actually, I'm not sure because they could have gone with the Detroit Tigers because they sucked horribly. The Twins were okay at that time. The Twins were so good that even a kid could manage them and not fuck it up too bad. I think at the at that time, who was it? I think the Indians were the AL Central bigwigs. Yeah, I think it was pretty much only the Indians. The AL Central really sucked. Actually, it, the Twins were good. Pretty good. So I don't know why they chose the Twins. I was thinking about it myself. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the duality of Twins and the Twin Cities and... Maybe that that separate it emphasizes that separation between the grandfather and the grandson, and he's all on his own. Mm-hmm. All of that seems to tie together. Minnesota is the land of a thousand lakes, and this movie's full and, of water. Yeah, just water balloons, just, just bog. And... Well, I was thinking more metaphorically, bogged down under the weight of its own nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is a crazy movie, isn't it? It's it's so crazy, but it's it's actually really fun because I uh, I texted you during I was like this this movie's a whole dumpster of dumb. This is this movie's a great big canister of stupid. <laughs> and I was like, oh great, he's not liking it. And apparently, you did like it. So <laughs> I mean, I have a I have a very strange relationship with this movie. I think. It's so bad, <laughs> but I couldn't look away. It was like watching a series of train wrecks. Almost all of the people who couldn't, who were on different teams, who couldn't act but had speaking roles, are actual players from those all of teams. them. Okay, I, yeah. I I knew Ken Griffey Jr. was actually Ken Griffey Jr. Uh huh. Other than that, I wasn't sure if anyone was an actual player. Yep, the catcher who is kind of a jerk to everyone. That was uh, Mickey Tettleton. Yeah, he was a famous Detroit Tiger catcher in the 90s. <laughs> the When they were playing the Texas Rangers, the catcher there, they had a lot of catchers. Um, <laughs> he was Pudge Rodriguez, who is famous for throwing behind the base runner. So that's why he like actually threw the ball after that one pitch, if you remember watching no i don't remember that part so he did a thing that he's really famous for doing um it's like an easter egg for baseball nerds exactly not only was there ken griffey jr but there was randy johnson the big unit that's what his name nickname is he was the pitcher at the end and they even had the manager for the mariners just kind of as cameo which was interesting it is interesting that they like work so hard to set it in the real world mm-hmm. I, w- I wonder why they didn't get anyone from the minnesota twins to be in the movie i was like maybe not give them a speaking role but like around mm-hmm. like they could have been extras or i know one of the players is was a tiger at one point okay uh, was it the yeah. guy who's getting old and couldn't play anymore because he was not a very good actor the guy no no he was actually an actor believe it or not <laughs> i don't believe you no. although every everyone's a better actor than the main kid like we should talk about that okay <laughs> this kid is the worst actor child actor i think no actor <laughs> <laughs> like he's like a child actor you give a little bit of leniency to uh-huh. but he is one of the worst actors i've ever seen on film hands down 
Really? He is so wooden and so... I I don't even have the vocabulary for how terrible of an actor this kid is. And he's still (laughs) acting. He's like still... Or I don't know if he still is, but he's he had a career after this, which blows uh-huh. my mind. His IMDb page is not him from this movie. It's an older guy. It's like an adult. It's like there's an alien controlling his body, and he <laughs> and he just says the lines really badly. But like he's constantly like putting his hands akimbo and leaning over his one knee and talking really stiltedly, like. Oh man, we gotta throw to the first base, man. <laughs> oh, I I noticed uh, during the stickball game when he's introducing himself and they're explaining the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you watch his hands as he's walking, his left hand is going forward with his left foot, and his right hand is going forward with his right foot. <laughs> like all he can do is think about how he has to walk on camera right now. Yeah, and I'm it's... walking, and I'm on camera, and I'm walking, and I'm on camera, and here I have to say a line, and let's play the stickball, guys. Okay, I'm not that guy you think I am. Yeah. Oh, he was so bad. Especially like... during the firing scene, when he fires the other bad actor, and he's like, Whoa, whoa, he... whoa. Oh, you're talking about the, the runner. Or the the older guy, not the not Dennis yeah. Farina, the player. Yeah, the player. I was like, how dare you say that Dennis Farina is a bad actor? Dennis Farina will <gasps> no. come back from the grave and kill you and kill your whole bloodline. <laughs> Dennis Farina was great in this movie. He's giving it his all. He's he's uh-huh. probably the best performance in the film. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the other the other player that he has to fire, even though it's his favorite player, which is a nice touch. Yeah. But yeah, he's not a good actor either. So the scene no. between them is just like <laughs> it's like watching two board two blocks of wood stare at each other. <laughs> this movie isn't as good as I remember it being. I'll be I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't mean to talk you out of how good you thought it was before. <laughs> maybe no. maybe I would have loved it in ninety four. But uh, watching it as an adult, I uh, I'm coming to it late. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of things I do like about it. Let's just—I don't want to just hate mm-hmm. on it, but I had to mention how, like, when you see a movie with one of the worst performances of your life, you're like, you have to talk about it. It's like it's—it's—it's it's, it's like a unicorn when something comes along that's that bad. It's like in my favorite movie has one of the worst performances I've ever seen in a film too, but it's a very small part. <laughs> it's, Wait, it's, what? In in Double Indemnity, the uh-huh. guy the guy who plays uh, the boss. Not um, Edward G. Robinson, but his boss um, is a character named Edward Norton, which I remember because of Edward Norton. Yeah. And he is the fucking worst actor. (laughs) He's so bad. (laughs) But he's only in one scene, and it's kind of funny, actually, how bad he is. So it does cut the tension maybe a little bit, but it's a weird choice to put him in there at all. But this kid puts him to shame because he's carrying the entire movie, and he can't act. Yep. <laughs> oh man, I wish I'd written down some more of his like really weird dialogue. No, I didn't. So like like the scene where he's grounding Timothy Busfeld. Uh huh. Because he doesn't want him hanging out with his mom because he's a petty little fucker. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Well, if I have curfew, you have a curfew because I'm your boss. Whatever, do what you want. I'm gonna walk off camera now." <laughs> uh, but let's talk about something I really like, which is. 
I, I feel like there's a couple of times where he like steps up and is a really good manager and engages with the players. But the one time in particular is where he convinces the one asshole pitcher to get in line. Oh yeah. That's a great little exchange of like, yeah, you gotta, you know, I get it, man. You're, you you do not want to work for a kid. So when you're a free agent, you're going to go to another team. Hey, what's the going rate for a pitcher that can't get anyone out and doesn't like winning games? <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts pitching and he gets into it i was like that exactly. appeals to his values that's a really good argument there are a lot of i i remember scenes in this movie uh i really like the math question scene yes the math question scene i actually paused because i wanted to try and figure it out uh-huh and i never would have figured it out because i didn't know that formula that uh uh-huh. The the other pit. Let's we got to talk at some point about how many fucking pitchers the Minnesota Twins have. Yeah, <laughs> like is that Bowers. normal for baseball that they have like yeah. six pitchers? Uh, actually, in their bullpen, plus another five in the rotation. Oh man, there's so many pitchers, and they yeah. all get game time. It's crazy. But the <laughs> I I did love the uh, the math problem scene, and when they first gave it, I was like, well, the obvious answer is four, but that can't be right. Because why because would the guy who can do it faster be slowed down by the guy who does it slower? So it can't be mo- it can't be longer than three. So I paused it and really thought about it for a little <laughs> while. And I was like, I got to finish watching this movie. But I'm 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 curious if they will give us the answer. <laughs> and the, they did, um, and I was happy. It's funny though that they were like, you had the announcer guy saying like, here's such a pivotal, important game. It's a one game playoff. What in the world are they thinking about? Yeah, and they're <laughs> and just, then, yeah. Like, it starts off with, you know, just the manager, and then he starts calling over a player, and then another player. <laughs> Suddenly the then... whole team is in on it. Like, no, it, I mean, it, it can't be four. It can't, you know, it's like, it's like three and a half. It's like, it's like two and a half, because the, the slow guy would do it a little bit, fast, you know. And then, what what if this is one of those questions that doesn't have an answer? Yeah, they like, they like try to get around. It's like, I think this is one of those questions that doesn't have an answer. Why let's, let's, are they let's pa- write that down. Why can't they find a house that's already painted? I love that one. It's like totally missing the point of solving the math problem. It's like, let's just find a house that's already painted. So yeah, that's a beautifully crafted sequence. And and juxtaposed with the commentator being like this, like really setting the stage and building the stakes. So it's like, this is it. This is the game that determines whether or not uh, the twins get their pennant shot and all that. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite scenes. Um, that's really great. The first meeting where... Billy just became the manager and they're talking about having to work underneath this kid. And one of the players is like, you know, I was in winter ball in Venezuela. Kids are smart. They were all speaking Spanish. Spanish (laughs) is a hard language. (laughs) (laughs) They speak Spanish in Venezuela. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And a bunch of freaking geniuses down there. They better not figure it out and invade us, because we'll be doomed. Hey, you took it political. I see what you did. <laughs> what? It's un- unlike uh, what Fox News says, Venezuela is not a Mexican country. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that joke then... still relevant? Because it should be. <laughs> yeah. Because I wish that would never go away. That's my favorite thing that's happened in recent memory. Yes. Trump cuts Fox... funding to three Mexican countries. 
Fuck you, <laughs> faux news. <laughs> <laughs> then the other guy's like, does this concern anyone that our manager can't go see an R-rated movie for another, like, five years or something like that? I don't remember that line. Yeah, that was in there. He he doubles down on the position really quickly. He's like, if we're not winning in two weeks, I'll quit. I'll fire myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you really think you're going to adjust that quickly? I mean, he does, eventually, <laughs> when when enough players kind of get on board with him. But, like, why would you put that out there when the team wants you to fail? So they can just throw games until you're gone and they get a real manager. Yep. Something that I don't necessarily like, but I kind of want to talk about. This okay. movie is really Oedipal between oh God. Billy he, and his mom. He wants his mom so fucking bad. He yeah. just he wants his tongue in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so jealous of Lou. It's it's cartoonish how jealous he is. It, he's such a stereotype of like this is a player you admire. Like why would you not want your mom who Clearly, your dad's been gone for a while, and you guys have grieved, and you've gone through the process, and you want your mom to be happy. It's like, who do you want for if not this guy? It's got to be you. Like, you're the <laughs> only, like, man in your mom's life at that point, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy Oedipal. Yeah. But unlike Oedipus, he didn't know he was fucking his mother. <laughs> yeah. But and the... once he found out, he stopped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it just wasn't good. I mean, the mother oh, in general a... is kind of a problematic character. I mean, it, it makes for some funny moments where, like, mm-hmm. he's grounded for yelling at the umpire and using oh, profanity. Yeah. And uh, and then he, like, I thought it was funny, though ridiculous and would never happen, that he then felt compelled to hold a press conference uh-huh. <laughs> about his grounding. And I was like, at yeah. this time, I will adhere to my mother's ruling. <laughs> and I will respect <laughs> her wishes and be grounded. <laughs> but I still have a job to do. Yeah, a Bill Haywood, because he suddenly refers to himself in the third. Oh yeah, person. we sh- we should uh-huh. get into how uh, Billy loses his love for the game, his love for having fun, mm-hmm. and gets like lost in the the business of it and the uh-huh. soul crushingness of it. Well, I figured it out. It all started after the firing of Jerry, so that really wouldn't seem from that, that makes point- sense. Mm-hmm. So he's angry Be- about that. And then he gives Lou the curfew, and then there was the curfew that he gave to Lou. Then he gets ejected by the umpire, which I kind of find a funny scene, because it's funny to watch managers get ejected from games, and I don't know, just having a kid swearing in a family film is great, (laughs) and how they covered it off, covered it up. With the random air horn. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have, of course, after, after like, it goes on for a long time. It goes on mm-hmm. for a long time of him, like, hating his existence and hating being the manager of this team and hating losing and hating everything mm-hmm. and just treating it like a, a job and not having any fun. It goes on for a really long time. And then Timothy Busfield is taking it all in stride. He's like, mm-hmm. let, let the kid have his temper tantrum. He's the boss. If he says, I'm out, I'm out. And he's not, like, being a jerk about it. <laughs> and at one at one point, they get on the bus, and he says, you know, I used to play for this guy who said that the game should always be fun no matter what, and I really liked playing for him. And that's it, and that kind of breaks the spell. And then, mm-hmm. he, go- and then he goes, and we have, like, our obligatory D2, the Mighty Ducks scene, uh-huh. where, he, where he goes and plays stickball with a, a bunch of neighborhood kids. 
and learns mm-hmm. learns the pure joy of baseball again. <laughs> I was wondering if we would end up seeing show friend Brian Bonzel in that group of kids. Oh, like that that would have been awesome. Uh huh. I was really hoping. <laughs> It would because have been it, about the right time for him uh-huh. to show up. Well, I think he was a bigger name than being the random extra in Little Big yeah, League. That was the only thing that made me be like, oh, of course he wouldn't be in there. Maybe he was made There's, a few years older, maybe. The kid from First Kid is in there, but you okay. don't know that, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I barely remember it, and I certainly can't picture the kid from it. Oh, there's a full-blown retarded. Yeah. Okay. Does Billy drop retarded? Yeah. Does he call (laughs) his friends retarded? Like you guys are being retarded. Oh man. Yeah. It's it's uncomfortable. (laughs) Like I heard that and it like just rang out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh, that's not okay. I feel like I watched something else recently that dropped a retarded. I was like, oh, that's I. That makes me really uncomfortable. (laughs) Even though I think in that it was like supposed to be uncomfortable. I I think it might have been like the pilot of happy i watched Uh (laughs) they i think that our our lead our hero our anti-hero might have dropped a retarded in there Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's not okay (laughs) yeah oh 1994 you scamp they were talking about like the batmobile being through a drive-thru oh yeah yeah it's like you guys are retarded batman doesn't need to go through the drive-thru and it's like whoa whoa there billy yeah it's like whoa let's let's you cross the line sir Yes. We're, we're having a friendly discussion about Batman and his eating habits, and you have to go and drop the R word on us? Not cool, man. <laughs> nope. I wouldn't talk to that guy either, even though in 94 I was using the word retarded constantly. Oh, gosh. you uh, People were using that word all the way through junior high, senior yeah, it high. Was, it, was, uh, it was like candy. I would throw that word around, mm-hmm. not really realizing how hurtful it might be. Well, it being Decatur... It was like that word and Jew. And gay. Oh, and gay. Oh, man. I don't remember anyone calling someone a Jew. Oh. Was that a thing? That was a thing. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was uh, Uh was more your age. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there are a couple of years between us. But um... But definitely retarded and gay were thrown around a lot as -hmm. as negatives. I feel like there was something I was going to bring up and then we went on the retarded rant. I just, I just wanted, uh, oh God, I'm not going to, oh, I want to whoop there it is to play over that, just like D2. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, steady. it fits better with this movie than a Disney movie, because that song's all about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Oh, it totally is. Slam, dunk it, stick it, flip it, and ride that B-O-O-T-Y, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would work much better. But instead you get the baseball song. The center field. Don't remember that. It's it's not as memorable as whoop. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of the montages? The Um, baseball montages. They did not bother me, so I don't really have an opinion about them. They felt like they uh, they flowed naturally and they helped time move forward nicely, so that we were compressing a lot of games into a short bit of time, Mm -hmm. and we could we could jump forward to the next important part of the story. So I felt like they Uh were used really well. It's not like yeah. Rocky Four, <laughs> yeah, where there's a ton of montages and they're just there for montage sake. I like them. Oh, <laughs> did you catch the name he gives the other kids when he's uh, playing stickball? Uh, uh, Bond, Jimmy Bond. It was Jim Bond. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> like no one's gonna put that together. <laughs> no, no one likes James. Like fourteen year old, twelve year old kids don't like James Bond, right? That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's such yeah. a it's such a scathing indictment of the Timothy Dalton era of James Bond. Like how how dare this movie imply that he was not an important part of the canon? <laughs> that, that no one knows who he is. Go and watch the Timothy Dalton James Bond movies again because they are good. <laughs> Better than most of the Brosnan run, I would say. Yeah, Dalton was a good one. Yeah, I like Dalton's. Mm-hmm. Dalton's two two turns as Bond. Then Brosnan gets in there. He's got his Roger Moore uh, shticks, and I like Goldeneye a lot, but it's way too punny. Anyway, I always get a little grossed out when they do the gum over the tobacco thing. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, what the hell is he wrapping his gun around? Gum around? Yeah, it's, it's just a tobacco. big wad of tobacco. Yep, this oh, was right around disgusting. the time when they banned tobacco. That's disgusting. How much uh, tobacco do you really need in your mouth at once? I don't know. You can't, can't need that much. I can't believe that chewing tobacco used to be such a huge part of baseball. So much so that they made like a brand of gum. Uh-huh. That was like faux chewing tobacco. Uh-huh. I used Big to buy chew. it at the corner store, yeah. Over like, at the shortstop. Cool. No, the corner store in Kalamazoo by my house. We call it the oh. little blue store, but I, I don't remember its real name. We always just call it the little blue store. I don't even think it's blue anymore. Like my dad still lives there, so I pass it all the time. I don't think it's even. It's more like the little green store now. They used to have Choco Tacos, and Ooh. candy cigarettes, <laughs> and Big League Chew. I I kind of found the scene where the mom confronted Billy about the night nurses from jersey to be kind of funny oh yeah uh, where she was like it must have been a good movie and <laughs> it's like the guys he... made me watch it they held mm-hmm. me down and made me watch porn I'm like well that's a whole other issue if that's true so you need <laughs> to tell me right now if that's true or not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like i'll i'll send them to detroit <laughs> yeah i love that line too it's like the guys made me do it i'll trade them all to detroit it won't happen again i swear <laughs> Oh, and then the night after the uh, night nurse's scene, he's asleep in the dugout, and Bowers yeah. walks by, and he's like, oh, there's another victim to the night nurses of Jersey. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows that he's up in his hotel room watching porn over and over again, yeah. which, which, again, convinces me that this is pre-masturbation. Like, he might have an interest in looking at naked women, but he doesn't know what to do with that information. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't occur to him to, like, pleasure himself. Because mm-hmm. how would you watch a porn movie nine times or whatever over the course of a, a week, a three days? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I wrote down a line that I don't know what it's referring to. Okay. Uh, he says, Mom, I'm bigger than Godzilla. Oh, uh, he talked to... It's during the same scene of her confronting him about the night nurses from Jersey because... He goes to talk to Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Is that when he has lunch with him? Yeah. And he miss and he misses the uh the friends the friend date. Yep. Yep. What is he exactly. what is he talking about though? Mom, I'm bigger than Godzilla. Uh he's a huge baseball player, Reggie Jackson. He's a super good player. Right. And... But why does the kid say, Mom, I'm bigger than Godzilla? Because uh, Reggie Jackson wanted to have lunch with him. Okay, so it's just an ego thing. Uh-huh. I wrote it down because, I don't know, for some reason, maybe I thought the performance was funny or something. Oh, yeah, it was... Just a weird line. It was one of his best 
deliveries. Why doesn't the manager of the Minnesota Twins have a secretary who can like manage his schedule? And he's like, yeah, I'm supposed to meet up with my friends, make sure you remind me, get me out of here on time. I was like, why doesn't he have anything like that? I don't know. They probably do in real life. I'm sure they do in real life. They probably have uh-huh. a couple of secretaries like coordinating things between yeah. like, you know, at well, the field and elsewhere and, you know, yeah, personal assistance, stuff well, like that. In real life, he wouldn't be hanging out with his friends at all. Because in real life, he wouldn't be the ma- the manager of the Minnesota Twins. So let's not split yes. hairs here. <laughs> <laughs> but like a manager is like, you figure, what is this? 162 games so 81 games he's away from minnesota the other 81 he's in town but they spend time practicing each day so they always have practice they always are away or you know uh-huh doing stuff he would not have a social life and that- his his dipshit friends probably wouldn't in real life give him that much shit about it i would think and it was like no this was this was your idea for me to become the manager of the Minnesota Twins, mm-hmm. and now you're you're sucking your own dick because I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and now you're cutting your own dick off because I'm not around to play. You know, to not fish with you. Uh huh. That was another like nonsense conversation they had. It was like, is it fishing if you never catch a fish? It was very philosophical. The answer By is the yes. Way- it is still fishing. Oh yeah, his friends are assholes. His friends are the general. worst. Yeah. The fact that he uh, he tries to make things up to them and he tries to, like, make time to to be a kid and be their friend and, you know, he feels bad about how shitty they treat him. No, I would and, just cut them loose because that's and, not going to last. And also them being assholes to Neil. Yeah, what's, what did Neil ever do? I don't know, but, like, it was, as an adult, as I was watching that, I was like, oh, my God, parents need to step in at some point. To stop this. At one point, they're just sitting on Neil because that's what they felt like doing. It was like watching that Gillette commercial about toxic masculinity. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Like, no, do something. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Neil, who just wants to be friends with them, and they're like his relief friend. Mm -hmm. Or he's like their relief friend. Like, when, when Billy can't hang out, we get Neil. As if we can't have both. Exactly. They're just awful people. And Neil is like a total Stockholm case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor guy. I'll be Neil's friend. Neil, let me know. I'm going to find you on Twitter. <laughs> and I will be your friend. He's another one who has a um, on his IMDb page. It's not a picture of him from this movie. Like, it's an actual adult picture. It, what's his most recent credit? Uh, I need to find him really quick. Oh, I oh, thought you were looking isn't at it Neil, right now. It's, it's Lowell. Lowell, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Neil. I meant Lowell. You, Neil, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Lowell's my friend now. He was in Julie and Julia as a Cobb salad waiter. Okay. Um, He was in Striptease. Okay. <laughs> as Andy Garcia. So he must have what? been a kid. He was in Striptease as Andy Garcia? I don't even know he, what that was. means. <laughs> um like he was a stand-in for andy garcia was andy garcia in striptease i don't know wow that's that's a weird credit to have on your imdb yeah i played andy garcia in striptease he's in a few tv shows that i've never heard of he he was in law and order svu everyone's in law and order svu at some point like you could look up any I random was. actor and they'll be like 
Yeah, I, I, I did two episodes of Law & Order SVU, not back-to-back, <laughs> like six seasons apart. Yep. <laughs> people people forget. <laughs> Overall, would you recommend this movie? You know, I probably would. I, I think it's good to know what you're getting into before it starts so that some of the bigger surprises of the premise don't knock you right in your dick like it did to me. <laughs> Because I knew nothing about this until I watched it. I didn't read the summary or anything. Didn't I tell you that it was about a kid becoming the manager of the Minnesota Twins? Andrew, I don't listen to you when you talk. I just wait for you to. I just wait for you to stop talking so that I can say things. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't think I did. I think I just said I remember liking Little Big League, and we should do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I, don't I told think you, you anything about it. I don't think you told me what it's about. No, yeah, that's it. I, I really don't have any other notes. Yeah, oh, and... when they oh. do their big trick play, the uh-huh. security the security guard is in on the like signaling, and I was like, why is the security guard in on the play? And then I realized after they did the play that it was just all smoke and mirrors to throw off the other team to like make them think that everyone was in on this big elaborate play when in fact it was just I'm going to pretend to throw the ball to first and they're going to pretend to scramble for it and then we're going to just get you out at second Ken Griffey Jr. So I I guess I like the smoke and mirrors of it but it's a bit of a red herring or a bit of a a clue that something's off when the the security guard on the sidelines is like touching his his nose and his ear and hit Uh the brim of his hat and running his fingers through his his hair and you know pinching fair, pinching his Adam's apple to signal something. He he just wiggled the top of his hat. Was that it's it? like he had yeah, that's all he did. He just wiggled okay. his hat. Still it was strange that he was like signaling. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I also have a, a note. Seattle just lost four games in a row. How are they our Iceland? <laughs> it's like why are they the big like big bag at the end of the movie is like they just lost four games the twins just won four games how is this even a close match <laughs> do you want me to get into it or do you <laughs> just want to is there a real reason why this is plausible yeah it's actually happened before what they were doing the one game that they ended up playing was game 163 of the season there are only 162 games in a season the 163rd game is a tiebreaker if oh, two teams okay. are, you know, tied for something. To and determine it, which of them goes to the playoffs? Yep. And they were playing for the wild card, which is, like, the best of the losers. So I uh, I, I already forget the end of the movie. Do they do they win no. the game? Do they go to the pennant? No, they do they anything? Don't. They lose the game? No, they lose the game. Okay. It's one of the first movies I ever saw where the the team that we're cheering for loses. Because Ken Griffey Jr. robs them of a home run. God damn it, Ken Griffey Jr. I never trusted you. <laughs> oh, that that's actually a funny scene. When Lou is going up to bat at the end, he's like, I asked your mom to marry me. Billy's like, hit a home run and I say yes. And he's like, well, okay, I guess. <laughs> he's like, that's he said, a weird fucking thing to say, but all right. I thought we were past all this. And then Lou, he said, even, even if you don't get a home run, you can still do it. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, and hey, Lou. And you just see this look of annoyance on his face, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he tells him, like, if he gets ahead in the count, look for the slider, blah, blah, blah. It's like some actual baseball stuff. 
Like Billy's way too good, I think, at being a manager. There's mm-hmm. there's another part earlier where he like tells an outfielder to move over like three feet, and then the ball gets hit straight to him. I'm like, how uh-huh. did you? How could you possibly predict that? You fucking <laughs> moron. <laughs> there's that's impossible. Uh-huh. It's it is impossible. Don't even give me your bullshit baseball nerd nonsense about it. If you know the pitch and you know the tendency of the batter. Could be you know, possible. You know exactly where the ball's gonna go. If you know the pitch and you know the tendency of the batter, and why? Yeah. Why? Well, he was still. He was like three feet away. Why mm-hmm. bother to like motion for him to move over? He's gonna get it if you're right. He's right there. Uh, because it was a line drive and it was actually Lou at first base, so he would have at best had to have died, dove to get it. <laughs> I hate your defense of this. You make me angry. Oh, sorry. I know, like, the podcast is running long, but, um... We're doing all right. I I really like the uh, scene where uh, Billy pulls the pitcher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I've got it. I'll pull... Uh, I can't remember what his name Gargantuar was. Gargantuar or whatever, whatever uh, it was. And he's like, you're running high and wild, and we're going to need the ball now and he's like go away and like just the entire team goes and then when he calls for the new pitcher when he comes by he's like i just want to let you know i had nothing to do with this (laughs) (laughs) yeah blackout that was his name blackout taser face (laughs) (laughs) i get that joke now because i've seen that movie yeah it's fine the taser face bit is a real highlight for me in, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because I've since learned that the actor is Toby from This Is Us. So I'm like, that's taser face? That's awesome. Good to know. I don't mm-hmm. know what This Is Us is. It's the best show on TV right now. Okay. It's the best show you're not watching. Taser face! I'm trying to think. Were there any players that stood out to you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah, because even Lou is talked about like being this this hotshot baseball player. I was like, I can't remember anything he does mm-hmm. in the movie that makes him a hotshot baseball player. Well, baseball movie. There have been a lot of baseball movies compared to like football movies and hockey movies and basketball movies. Yeah, because... all put together probably because with baseball movies, like since the season is so long. You can have, like, character development and, like, this interaction. I don't know. I've been trying to figure out why are there so many baseball movies compared to other movies. It's a good It's a good question because mm-hmm. on paper it's not the most thrilling sport. And I get that you're a fan and I get that a lot of people like to watch baseball. I don't really get it. I don't really mm-hmm. get the excitement of it. It's not for me. I more like to go and heckle. Like, Amanda takes me to baseball games, and I just, like, performing <laughs> and riffing. <laughs> so that's that's how I keep myself entertained. But uh, Amanda, like, legitimately likes the game, and I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really get the appeal. And then you put it on film, but even I like baseball movies. It's kind of like golf movies. Like, I hate – I could never watch golf. Like, who, who in their right mind could watch golf? But a golf movie tends to be pretty good. I can only think of two golf movies. Well, you're not thinking hard enough, because I can think of three. <laughs> can I think of more than three? <laughs> there's okay, not a lot I just of golf. thought of there's, a third, but... There's not a lot of golf movies. 
what it's Happy Gilmore, Tin Cup, and like the Legend of Bagger Vance, right? That's the that's the three I have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's got to be more, right? <laughs> well, and with baseball movies, you have oh so many. Yeah, I don't want to start naming baseball movies. Mm-hmm. We could uh, we could play a game. Okay. We we go back and forth and we name baseball movies until we run out and whoever runs out first loses. Okay. Let's right. do this. You can start. Okay. I'll go easy. Little Big League. Ah, oh, you took mine. Major League. Rookie of the Year. Major League 2. Bull Durham. For the Love of the Game. Eight Men Out. The Rookie. The Natural. Uh, Field of Dreams. Major League 3, Back in the Minors. Mm, I didn't know if there was a third one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, The Sandlot. Oh, The Bad News Bears. The Bad News Bears. Yeah, I figured <laughs> <laughs> We said Bull Durham, right? Yeah. You said Bull Durham, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is riveting podcasts. It's a game. It's always fun. People are screaming into their headphones right now. It's like, you guys haven't said this yet. Oh, no. I can't think of one right now. Are you out? I think I'm out right now. Well, I'm going to throw out the Bad News Bears 2 and League of Their Own. Oh, a League of Their Own. Oh. <laughs> and I guess there's also, like, the Sandlot 2. Yeah, there's at least two Sandlots. I, I, I would be leery to venture <laughs> deeper into one. the sequels. Air Bud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, Air Bud. Uh, oh, shit, what is it? The seventh inning scratch or something fucking stupid like that? Seventh inning fetch. (laughs) Oh, God. I was joking. Oh, that's so dumb. By the way, number two best athlete in movie history. Spoilers. Well, do you want to talk about the guilty pleasures of characters in Little Big League? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right. Pick anyone you want for me, and I will hone... And tell you their guilty pleasure. Okay. Let's go with Bowers. And Bowers is the kind of jerk-off pitcher? No, he's the water balloon guy who solved the math problem and the horse problem. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I forgot about the horse riddle. Uh I'm so glad the horse riddle came back into play. Because uh-huh. I had forgotten about it, and he said that line, and I was like, oh, the horse, oh, that makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that either. and I, But I didn't like think to stop and think about it or look it up. And then he gave mm-hmm. us the answer like an hour later. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay. And you can do Lowell. Lowell. Okay. Lowell. Well, that's easy. Other, <laughs> other than friendship. <laughs> What's something we don't see in the movie? I think I have a better idea for Lowell's than I do for Bowers. Yeah, not many of the characters have much character in this. That's something that a lot of baseball movies have. Is deeper characters? Yeah, or crazier characters, so. I guess. If you say so. I still have mine. Would you like me to go? or would Yeah, you go like ahead. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Okay. So, uh, Lowell likes BDSM. <laughs> all right what's his kink uh he he's definitely the submissive one uh he likes crushing he um, likes being crushed yeah mm-hmm. which is born from his friends sitting on him when he was a kid exactly that makes sense it's the only way how he feels love 
even though that's not how BDSM works. But <laughs> he's like, I never came. I never came before my friend dipshit sat on me for like an hour. It was my first time, and now I need that if to in order to climax. I feel like Bowers trouble with gonna, the curve. I'm gonna kind of talk this one through. Yeah, there's another one. <laughs> oh, and Moneyball. Oh, Moneyball's a good one. Uh, How did I not think of Moneyball? 42, Angels in the Outfield? We mentioned that We talked that about one. Angels in the Outfield earlier. <laughs> yep. Sorry, audience. Yeah, yeah. We, those games are hard when you're on the spot. Mm-hmm. I still won, though. Like, you, uh, oh, yeah. Forfeited. yeah. Fever Pitch, game. Mr. Baseball, The Babe. Sorry, I clicked on a Oh, you're thing. looking at a list online? <laughs> I was like, how are you coming up with these? 61. Mm-hmm. 61 asterisk. The Battered Bastards of Baseball. That's a documentary. Mm-hmm. It counts. Yeah, it counts. Ken Burns Baseball. That one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that that seems less likely. <laughs> I'm trying to think about Bauer's Guilty Pleasure. You're just listing baseball movies that you're reading off on off the internet. <laughs> I didn't read them all off. So, listeners. What are, what are your favorite baseball movies? Fucking Moneyball. How did I not think of Moneyball? Anyway. Bauer's... It has to do with the water balloon mm-hmm. uh, terrorism. <laughs> it's not a water balloon fight because he just drops yeah. water balloons on people from windows. I feel like he uh, he gets everyone amped up and he gets people throwing water balloons. And then when everyone's at the peak of everything, he slips like a, a trick water balloon to somebody. And it's full of like gelatin or something so that mm-hmm. when it reaches terminal velocity and hits someone in the head it actually hurts a lot and it kills someone (laughs) and it kills somebody and then he's like yeah that was him that was his water balloon Mm -hmm. so he likes framing people for murder (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like who needs night nurses from jersey when you've got this (laughs) yeah and then and then he chokes himself and comes while sitting on lowell (laughs) got real dark his his other guilty pleasure okay here's his guilty pleasure Okay. He takes baseballs that have been hit really hard and the stitching has come loose and he draws uh-huh. spaces on it and he does puppetry with them. So like the flap of the baseball is the mouth and it just kind of, he uses them to like flap it open and he creates this, these characters for his, for his teammates. Those are his guilty pleasures. Good job, Joe. I did it. Yay. Bowers was a hard one. <laughs> Yeah, he was because he doesn't. He's one of those characters that doesn't experience guilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has a funny scene too, where after the first game that uh, Billy manages, he's talking to a reporter, and then when Billy enters the room, the reporter leaves him, and he keeps on going on with the interview. Oh yeah, it's like a famous reporter. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know his name, but he's like a famous sports reporter. Oh no, that's um. Oh, not the TV the baseball. one. No, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, what what scene are you talking about? So, oh yes, yes, yes. I remember now. Yeah, he's talking to Bowers. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a funny uh-huh. scene. He's talking to Bowers, and then the kid walks in. He wants to talk to the kid, and the Bowers just keeps giving the interview. That is really funny. Uh-huh. All right, let's do some plugs and recommendations. Let's see here. I would suggest listening to the Materia Collective. You'll find some of my music out there. I don't know what's coming out when, but there's some music out there. Yeah, so just go listen to them. Cool. TheMateriaCollective.com, right? As we yep. established last time. Or just yep. MateriaCollective.com, I think maybe? it's 
I think it's materiacollective.com. Only there's a way I could figure this out. Materiacollective.com. Yeah. Anyway, anything, it is anything else? Mater- anything to plug? I've been playing a lot of Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's been a lot of fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'd go listen to... I'd spend a little bit of money and uh, listen to some of our Patreon podcasts that I've been involved with. They've I've been, been really fun. proud of them. Probably by the time this is out, our uh, our high five about the best fictional and real life athletes will be out, which was a fun one. Sports ball. It gets a little heated. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little heated because Andrew's stupid. Andrew's a big old stupid face. Was our... Yeah, Annie Hall already came out for sure. Yep, that's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that we one... talked about doing another high five, so we'll probably get around to that at some point. That, that yeah. might be coming out around this time. Maybe a little later. I don't remember what the yeah. topic was, but I'm sure Nor it's in my text. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have an idea of one we were going to do, but I don't remember if it's the one we were going to do next or if we had a different idea. I don't remember. Whatever. This uh, isn't a good podcasting. Who cares? No. <laughs> I want to plug or recommend. Have I seen anything worth recommending? How's Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel was good. I feel like I talked about. I don't know. I don't, maybe I haven't recommended that, but everyone saw it already. I saw it kind of a few weeks into its run, so I feel like everyone saw it before I even got around to it. Oh, okay. Because I waited until spring break until I could see it with my wife, so I didn't see that one right away. I do have my Avengers Endgame tickets though. Mm-hmm. Though this will probably come out after Avengers Endgame, <laughs> so <laughs> scratch scratch that. I watched I. I watched Superman Unbound because I'm trying a I'm doing a trial run of the DC Universe streaming service. It's like they had a deal for a month for 80 cents. So I was like, I guess it's worth 80 cents for me to check out Titans and some stuff I've never gotten around to. And I watched Superman Unbound, which is like a 2011 Superman animated movie that was really good. Okay. And, you know, I've only watched an episode of Titans, but it's fine. I would like to anti-plug the DC Universe streaming po- streaming service. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my! The big no. problem with it is not everything's on there, which I think is weird. Yeah, it seems like everything would. You'd think like Batman the animated series and that's on there. A lot oh, of things it is? are. Yeah, the the whole Batman animated series is on there. A lot of the series, the TV series, are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the ones I can think of, but not all of the animated movies are on there. I thought it'd be cool to rewatch some of the animated movies that I don't own, but they're not all on there. That's or maybe sad. there's just not a good way to navigate it to find them all. But it doesn't seem like it's worth the price until they put their entire library online <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, make the app work better. So I, I don't recommend signing up for DC Universe, on- DC Universe streaming. And um, I'll plug our Twitter, at Quote Guilty, our Facebook group, the quote-unquote club. Uh, Andrew mentioned our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash wordsalad, where you can kick us a dollar or five or 50 and get access to exclusive content and really help us out. Uh, if you can't afford to send us money but you want to help the show, five-star ratings and reviews are very helpful. So if you could click over on your phone and do that right now, that would be great because I rarely get reviews. My my listening base is a little too apathetic for my <laughs> for my liking sometimes, but uh, whatever, it's still fun. The silent majority, the silent the silent meteority. <laughs> so, so that's it. That's all I got. All right, you. Uh, how do we want to end this? I just um, want to stop talking and play music and go get but, dinner. 
but that means it'll end. <laughs> and then we can never talk about Little Big League again. We did it. It's kind of like when we did Alien vs. Predator. Like, oh, I was looking forward to that for 100 episodes, and now I can never do it again. Haha, mm-hmm. <laughs> you are not guilty. Good night. <laughs> I stole that from you. Son you did of a gun. it. You did it. Mm-hmm.